Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. This morning we looked at just an amazing passage of Scripture, Micah 5.2, where the Bible prophesied that Jesus Christ would be born in Bethlehem. And we looked at some of the amazing things that happened at the birth of Jesus Christ. But the most amazing thing is that God Himself would come and be a man so that He could live a sinless life and die on the cross so that we could have eternal life. That is the most amazing thing about the Christmas season. I want to look at one of, another one of the familiar verses that we hear. And if you've heard Handel's Messiah, of course, you've heard this verse sung. And it's Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the message that has been sung already so beautifully. And Lord, I believe that you've been honored by the music that's been sung. And now, Father, I pray that you will be with us as we study your word. And Father, I pray that we'll listen attentively. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you have had a chance to see that uh, video of the opera singers that met at the mall and did uh, the Hallelujah Chorus? How many of you have seen that? How many of you have not seen that? You have got to go online and see it. I think it was in Philadelphia, and it was in a busy shopping day on a Saturday, and these opera singers had been positioned all over uh, the, the all over the mall, and it, or it's an old department store actually, and just amazing. And to watch the people's faces, to see as this was going on, and everybody's getting their video cameras out and videoing it, and that was Handel's Messiah, which is of course singing these words. And so a couple of thoughts about this passage. First of all, the Bible says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. That's not just poetic speech. The child was born, but the son was given. The child came into existence. Jesus Christ took on flesh and bones in Bethlehem that morning. But he existed long before that. In Micah 5.2, we didn't take the time to talk about it this morning, but it says, whose goings forth have been from everlasting. Jesus Christ existed before the foundation of the world, and he'll exist for a long time after this world has gone. He didn't begin at Bethlehem, and he didn't end at Calvary. Jesus Christ, our Savior, is the eternal Son of God. Amen? What a wonderful thing that is. For unto us... A child is born unto us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. A lot of people get confused about that part. The government is not on his shoulder yet. It's not on his shoulder. Keep your place here in Isaiah and go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Look at verse 8. This is the temptation of Jesus Christ. Remember, He has gone out into the wilderness, and uh, He has been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, and Satan comes to tempt our Savior. And this is very important because the Bible says in Hebrews that we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. The temptation of Jesus Christ was very real and very important. So look at this. This is Matthew chapter 4, 
In verse 8, again, the devil, and we live in an age when many people think that the devil is just something to, to laugh at, and that he's not a, a real being, and he is. He is. Uh, other than Christ, he's the most powerful being in the universe. Of course, he's God's devil. He'll be gone like that. But right now, he is a very powerful creature. The Bible says, And again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. If the government was already on Jesus Christ's shoulder, as was announced for his coming, if the government was already on his shoulder, if he was already bearing the governments of the world, then how could Satan be offering him these governments? He, he couldn't. The Bible identifies Satan as the God of this world. That's who is the ruler of this world. And he has established a world system that is completely against God and everything that is godly. But not forever. Jesus Christ will return. He will establish His kingdom on this earth. And the government will be on His shoulder. Right now, we have the opportunity to receive Him voluntarily and to bow before Him. When He returns as Lord, when He returns as King of kings and Lord of lords, then every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord to the glory of the Father. But then... It won't be voluntary. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. These characteristics are all true right now. This is what Jesus Christ came to be for us. His name shall be called Wonderful. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Do you know for sure that if you died today, you're going to heaven? Do you have that assurance? If you do, then there's nothing more wonderful than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wonderful. Because He's wonderful, Jesus is the answer to the dullness of life. The dullness of life. This time of year, we have the commercials, and now with HDTV, you can see the stuff that you don't, that you don't have in even better color. And sometimes you can look around at your own mundane existence and you see what's, what's portrayed on television, which of course is not true. But when you see what's put there on television and all the beautiful people, Laura and I went and visited Beverly Hills a while back and somebody said, what are you going to do? We said, we're going to let the beautiful people look at us. Not all of us can be, well, Laura's beautiful. Me, not so much. But we can... Look around at our existence, and you young ladies, you look at the airbrushed pictures of these women on magazines, and it's not real. And your life can be seen to be so empty and so dull and so meaningless. Jesus Christ is the answer to the dullness of life because He is wonderful. I was telling our kids, we were watching uh, one of the Christmas specials, and I told them, I said, you guys don't understand how special these Christmas animated things were to us. We had three channels. And we went to church every Sunday night, which is when they'd choose to show them. So if we got to see one of those things, it was special. Now they show them all year round. There's probably a Christmas station. I don't know. You can find all these things all the time. And the wonder 
of the Savior is lost in the commercialization and the fiction of the age. But if you know Him as He has been revealed in His Word, He is wonderful. That's the answer to the dullness of life. But not only is He wonderful, His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Counselor. As Counselor, He has the answer to the decisions of life. Have you ever gotten up to a situation and you just wish somebody would give you the answer? Well, something that we found over the years as we've studied the Scriptures is Jesus Christ is the answer to every problem in your life. When I do counseling, I tell people there are three things that you need to know. Number one, the Bible has the answer to your problem. Number two, you must be willing to do whatever the Bible says to find the answer to your problem. And then number three, this problem can't be the biggest thing in your life. If you're worshiping that problem, that's idolatry. And God said he will be the only one that should receive worship. But it's so interesting. The Bible does have the answer. Uh, I remember seeing, uh, I went and visited someone as a young man. I went to the hospital with my father to make a hospital visit. And this person was in the hospital with emphysema, lung cancer. And this was years ago. And he had a tracheotomy. And they would put a cigarette up to his hole in his in his throat so that he could smoke now they wouldn't do that anymore would they but how many of you think maybe that was a bad idea you think and what we do is we make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision god reveals to us the answer to our problem jesus christ is our counselor he tells us what the problem is with our life And we go on continuing to do, make the mistakes that we've been making. And everybody knows the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. People have tried to do all kinds of things to go to heaven. People have tried to do all of these cults. Remember the Jim Jones, they drank Kool-Aid. This other cult that thought that the aliens were going to come and get us out in San Francisco. Of course, that would be San Francisco, right? They thought the aliens were coming, so they all commit suicide. I saw someone carrying a sign that was the church of euthanasia, save the world, kill yourself. It's crazy, man. People come up with all kinds of answers for the problems of the age when Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He said, come unto me that you might have life. And he wants to give people life. He's the counselor. He has the answer for every problem. He's wonderful. He's counselor. The mighty God. You see, Jesus Christ is not the baby in the manger. He grew up. He is is not a helpless child, a helpless infant. He is very God of very gods. He created the world. He spoke everything into existence. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ himself upholds everything with the word of his power. That's pretty strong. Do you remember the pictures of Atlas? I know you're thinking that's me. It really was. I didn't model for that's not me. But he's he's there. He's got the globe on his shoulders and he's strong. And Jesus Christ doesn't even need to put it on his back. He upholds it with the words of his mouth. Mighty God, do you have any problems? Is life hard? Has life become difficult? That's who came at Bethlehem. That's who we worship at Christmas. That's the Savior that came. Mighty God. Stronger than any difficulty we could ever encounter. Wonderful. He's the answer to the dullness of life. Counselor. He's the answer to the 
to the uh, challenges of life. And mighty God, he's the answer to the difficulties of life. How about this? The everlasting Father. The Bible says this in the book of Hebrews, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Did you know that Jesus doesn't change? He's always there for you. How many of you here, you received Jesus Christ as your Savior as a child? All right. How many of you are, you're really no longer a child? That's quite a ways behind you. Right? Jesus Christ is the answer to the dimensions of life. You know, for me, I, I was saved as a child, and my only difficulty was I was weird looking. That shocks you, I know. But, man, you know, I had the buck teeth, my hair sticking up everywhere, and bad clothes, and it was awful. My, Laura was talking today about young people liking each other and all those things going on. And I said, you know, I never had to worry about that. <laughs> that, that was never an issue for me. Then you get older. And you get to where now you've got to get a job. And for me, I was working my way through college trying to pay for school. It's interesting how Jesus Christ is the answer to those issues. I'll never forget, I was praying. I didn't have enough money for my school bill, kind of where Donnie Brown was a while back and a couple of weeks ago. And, and I, I was there, and I didn't have a church behind me, and I was trying to figure out what to do, and I was praying. And this guy's name was Scott Strobel. He pastors in New York now. But it, Scott walks up to me with this big, goofy grin on his face. And I said, what's up, Scott? And he handed me some cash. And he said, God told me to give this to you. And he's all excited and walked away. Now, I've got to tell you, I've never really been that excited to give money to somebody. He's much more spiritual than I am. But it was so cool that God provided my need through Scott Strobel. It was just an amazing thing. And then later on, we get married and we're, we're dealing with, and it's funny, I, the first year of marriage, man, I'm in heaven. I think everything's great. And, and she's ready. She doesn't know what to do. Because she's married me, and she's thinking, what did I do? <laughs> and it's interesting how God answers. He is the answer for the dimensions of life, wherever you are. When our son is born, and he's sick, and then he dies, Jesus Christ was the answer for that time in our life. Then we have Lydia and Jacob, and we're watching them grow, and we're making decisions for them. You know that Jesus Christ is still the answer? Right now in our lives. I can't believe it. Wednesday, Laura and I will have been married 20 years. She has kept me for... Tw Can you believe that? For 20... I, it seems like 30 or 40. I can't believe that it's... I mean, no. It, it's, it, honestly, it has gone by just like that. So fast. And then I hear about people that have been married for 60 years. 70 years. This year we'll celebrate 60 years as a church this spring. And I saw Ruby Lyme come up the stairs earlier. And Where's Ruby? There you are. I saw Ruby come up the stairs, and she's one of the founding members of Grace Baptist Church. And Is Jesus Christ still the answer today, Ruby? You see, wherever you are in your life, that everlasting Father, He's the answer. He'll be the answer when your money is gone. He'll be the answer when your strength is gone. He'll be the answer when your years are gone he's the answer wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace as the prince of peace do you know what that is he's the answer to the disturbances in life 
And life can be hard. Your relationships can be hard. As a married couple, it can be hard. As a parent raising teenagers, or as a parent whose children are out of the house and maybe are away from the Lord, Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the Prince of Peace. And He came to bring that peace that passes all understanding to your hearts. And that can't come through religion. That can only come through a personal relationship with the living God. And He came to be that for us. The only way you can have that relationship is to become a child of God. The book of John says, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But to as many as received Him, to them gave He power to be called the sons of God. I'm so glad that I do have a heavenly Father. Do you know that that God is not the Father of everyone in the world? There are two families in the world. Jesus said to the Pharisees, You are of your father, the devil. Can you imagine that? What's your father's name? Satan. Now, some of you school teachers, I know you feel that way. But, but it really is true. There are only two spiritual families in the world. You're either a child of God or you're a child of the devil. We think of Rosemary's baby or something like that. No, that's the, that's the condition of every person in the world. There are only two families, God's family or Satan's family. And there's only one way into God's family, the same way you got into your family. You were born into it. And the only way you can get into God's family is to be born again. Biblical math is this way. If you're born once, you're going to die twice. You're going to die physically, and then you're going to die forever and spend an eternity in hell apart from God. But if you're born twice, born once when you're born, born twice when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you only die once. And you have an eternity with God. You have joy and peace and blessing here on earth. And then eternity with God. I I can promise you this. Eternity with God will be a whole lot better than eternity without God. And the only way you can have eternity with God is to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You can't be good enough because the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. None. There's none that doeth good. There's none that seeketh after God. That's what the Bible says. You can't work hard enough. The Bible says not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by His mercy, He saved us. It's the only way that we can be saved is by receiving that free gift of eternal life. I hope that you've received it. Don't go through another Christmas rejecting the one who you are celebrating that day. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. He will not accept, He will not receive anything other than confession of sin. and acknowledgement of His Lordship. If you try to add good works to that, you will be lost. If you try to add church membership to that, you will be lost. If you try to add baptism to that, you will be lost. If you try to add anything to it, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Wonderful. Counselor. Everlasting Father. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father.
the Prince of Peace. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son. And Lord.